Hi, and welcome to another edition of Leading and Growing Your Real Estate Business. This is James Short, and welcome to another episode. Well, we are super honored to have this legend guru man himself, Matthew King, on the line with us today. Matthew King is McGrath's first agent to operate in the St. George Sutherland, Sutherland Shire, where Matthew really quickly rose to become one of the company's leading agents as now is recognized in the REB Top 100 Agents nationally. Matthew quickly rose to the position of principal and now has four McGrath offices at San Susie, Reesbury, Brighton Le Sands, and St. George. His primary goal is to achieve the best results for his clients, reflected in an outstanding record of total sales exceeding a whopping $850 million. His skill set as an agent was on display in achieving the highest sale price and the biggest margin over the reserve ever on the hit Channel 9 show, The Block, on Channel the TV show for contestants who had previously used him to sell their own home. Matthew's honesty and insight gives his clients a competitive edge when selling their properties. Trademarked by his, his enthusiasm, and we'll definitely see a bit of that today, and finely tuned marketing and negotiating skills, Matthew builds strong relationships and has been fortunate enough to establish many clients for life. Oh, we are super honored and privileged to have the man on the line today. Matthew, mate, thank you for joining us. Thank you, James. Very, very good. I, I should uh, read that more often. I'd feel a lot better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice when you can have, you know, so usually someone else write it for us because it's exactly it's, it's usually exactly. hard when we write our own own blurb. Exactly. Um, so obviously, a little bit of a journey that I outlined there today, and I want to find out what sort of what has been some of the highlights and some snippets that have really shaped your journey up until when you started and where you are today. Yeah, I, I started, I was fortunate enough in terms of starting in real estate as a 32, 33 year old, um, which I think is quite unique in, in as much as a lot of the people that work in my team have started it as a, you know, a 17 year old leasing um, consultant or, or things like that. So I came with a little bit more breadth and depth, um, which I found advantageous. I obviously had to make work for me, but um, I'd done a lot of different things prior to starting in real estate. I've been in foreign exchange banking. I've been in horse racing, horse breeding. Uh, I had my own commercial cleaning business. I was at a franchise called Pack and Send. So there was kind of a, I chopped and changed until I finally found something that I was good at. And when I discovered sales, um, ordinarily when I had a job prior to that. They were, they, everyone loved me. Said, "Good on you, Kingy. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here." But you know, when I left, it was like it was no big deal. And uh, my first sales job was for a company called Enhanced Systems, and they did um, where I started very, very basically driving a truck and renting mats and uh, chefs' uniforms and all kinds of things. And when I decided to leave that job and, and upgrade, the CEO flew over from New Zealand, and I thought maybe sales is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I then looked to find the highest value um, selling profession and as best I could see was which was real estate and then I sought out the the person that I felt was the the, the leader in the industry which is what I typically done in all of those other industries I, I you know tried to always work for uh, the best company and generally succeeded in doing that fantastic wow love it. there's so many snippets we'll, we'll delve into some of those in, in a minute so where are you at today what's happening within the business and where are things are at so now where I am 17 years or 16 years into real estate career, we've got four offices and 75 staff and I've got a um, you know, fantastic business partner and an amazing team of people that, that work with me in a whole lot of facets of residential real estate. So started out as a junior agent working to a senior agent when my real estate career began, made the decision that even though I was 32 turning 33, 
that it would be far better to uh, work alongside a senior agent, have 30 or 40 deals under my belt where I could learn the skills of selling and then make that transition into becoming a senior agent. Whilst at the same time, a lot of people my age or senior to me or, or slightly junior to me, but had equally good selling careers in other industries had gone into the industry. They found it quite difficult to actually make that transition. And it's quite an emotional roller coaster when you don't know how to put a deal together. There's nothing more frustrating as an agent than, you know, having a, a vendor at 990 and a, and a buyer at, at, you know, 975 and you can't put the deal together. And I think that was my biggest advantage. I was able to learn. I worked for a guy called James McCowan who, uh, now as a director at Sotheby's and yes. at the time he was at McGrath and um, James is a world-class negotiator. He's a really great negotiator. So he taught me sort of from the ground up, which was, which was really important. Yeah. No, James quite well. So yeah, good guy. Good guy. You do. There you um, go. So, so obviously throughout that time, throughout the, 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 since being in real estate, you've obviously had some challenges. Obviously you've worked through those challenges. You've come out the other side. Yep. Uh, what are some of those challenges and what are some of those lessons that you've taken from them? Typically, the challenges are people challenges, um, and it's either the people being me getting in my own way, or um, or other things that have happened. So, as a as a business owner, obviously, the first five years of my life, I had no real intentions of becoming a principal, but those opportunities presented themselves. But uh, originally, the when I started as an agent, I suppose the challenge was managing emotion and managing energy, and um, I think that a lot of agents can, it's, it can burn you out this job unless you have um, some systems in place and you, and you develop as a human being. I used to wake up on a Saturday morning sick. You know, if I was going to an auction, I'd be nervous as all hell and, um, you know, feeling horrible. And that's obviously not sustainable. Uh, I would also take home a lot of the, the pressures of the vendor situation and, you know, again, and, and work myself into a, a lather over that. So I think the skill for me was to treat it as a chess game um, you know, and to be able to recognize that I'm a consultant in a process and that I don't own it. And, you know, like the heart, I use the heart surgeon analogy, the heart surgeon, you know, the last thing you'd want is your heart surgeon crying over you, like you're overweight and you've got a heart and oh my God, it's so sad. The situation's so sad. You want a heart surgeon that's going to actually diagnose the problem and yep. help you move forward. And so I recognize that was part of my role and, um, and I got really good at that so I could add value so that I could feel good about myself and remove myself from getting involved in the, um, in the emotion of it. So that was that part. I think as a business owner, the, the greatest challenge is always your people. And, you know, I had two significant challenges. One of them's just been quite recent. Um, about four years ago, we sort of were in this utopic situation where everyone was really happy and life was going along beautifully and everyone we ever wanted to keep, we'd always kept. And then we had five, uh, of our guys up and leave and start their own business and go on a competition with us down the road. Wow. And so, you know, that, that was such an in, in interesting and a fabulous journey for, for me. And I hope that it was for them as well. You know, now, I mean, at the time I was, I was cut to, <laughs> yeah, rain, but, you know, I, Kieran and my, you know, my business partner, Kieran and I, we didn't sleep for a couple of weeks. We were just really took it very, very personally. What it allowed us to do though was, to uh, recognise, A, that's a natural state of business, that we part of our job is to grow people and to have them go out and do their own thing, that we've got to continually um, not take that personally and then work. And then what that also allowed us to do was go back and work really hard on the culture of our business and make sure that we are the best place for people to, to work and the best option for that. And what happened was, was that it was amazing. It felt like the worst day of our life. For a lot of our people, it was the best day because they 
sprung up and all of a sudden these guys that were sort of our middle performers went to million dollar plus agents um, in a period of time. They had more belief, they were able to grow. And so I, I say it with the greatest of respect and love for those guys that left, but you know, having them leave um, was really, really tricky and perhaps you know, you, you always wrestle with would it have been better for them to stay, but given you dealt the, the, the card, you know, the hands, what am I trying to say? You dealt the hand that you, you're given. You have got to handle it the best way. And we, I think we handled that really, really well. And so just recently it's happened again, James, we've had two, wow. two good staff have left and they're going to go into business in competition um, over in our Roosby office. And again, I invested a lot of time in, in one of them in particular grew from a young guy all the way up and you can't help but take that personally. But I was able through those lessons from before I'm able to switch very quickly and focus on, okay, what have we got to do and what can we control and, and we can get back and hone in on, on what we're good at and hone in in our culture and make this the best place that we can be. And sometimes we need those situations to remind us of that. What, and that just goes testament of you to really go have that sort of okay let's remove myself from the stuff that's the emotion that's really happening and for you and, and going through that roller coaster ride but also as you said to allow then the others to shine and, and to really step up and you know everything does happen unfortunately for a reason uh, good or bad um and just a testament to you of, of how you actually have dealt with that obviously there's on the flip side though there's been some huge uh wins and things that you're most proud of what are some of those events that have experiences that that you can share with us today well definitely the again it's the people i would say that they're, they're also the the um things that we are most proud of some of the people have started in this business that have been young unmarried um you know uh directionless and have now got tremendous lives have great families and have evolved and, and are making fabulous incomes and you know we always think this is a place for a couple of things and one of them being you know we would like to see all of our people no matter what roles they have um uh, personally grow as human beings and be better husbands wives you know daughters um sons um brothers sisters friends etc um and so we would like them to personally grow we'd also obviously like to fund a magnificent life which which we discussed before uh it was one of the the, the great principles that dr fred has taught us is that you know life is primary and that our family comes first and but if we come to a place where we do great work and then we can make a fabulous income well obviously you know that will that will reflect in our life so the, the things that we started with five people in this organization um you know we john mcgrath likes to often say you know you're all sitting around on milk crates and and you know just doing some really good work and you know now we're an organization of uh, many different um, disciplines in residential and property management and project marketing. And we've got 75 people in the organization, four offices, you know, they're highly productive. Um, and so that's the things that we're obviously most proud of. And every Christmas party, the team, the particularly the team that have been with us for, for a long, for the, for the entire journey, you know, often, you know, we stand around and say, isn't it amazing to see all of these new people and fabulous people. So it's, it's exciting. And that's certainly the, the, the great achievement. That's fantastic. It's so good to hear. Now you talk about uh, mentors. You talk about Dr. Fred Gross, um, one of my mentors as well. He's a truly amazing uh, human being. Uh, who else have been some of the other mentors or people that you've really taken some, some valuable information that you've actually implemented and, and shaped your, your journey in your life? Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, I've got lots of them, James, and I've got them for, for different things. I think the first thing to say is that when I started in McGrath, it was, it was um, I, I kind of felt a bit, um, what's the word disloyal to my past friends in terms of 
they said, look, you've got to, you know, it's basically you're the sum total of the people you surround yourself with. We all have know, we all know that. I love the people that I grew up with and I'm still friends with them to this day. And, but I probably only see them once or twice a year and we connect and have a great time. And so I think the first and foremost, uh, most important thing about mentors and coaches and things like that is actually who you hang around with socially. And, you know, I am very, very fortunate in that I've got a lot of great friends now that are all pushing in the right direction. And I think some of them are incredibly wealthy, incredibly successful. Some of them, most of them have their own businesses. You know, some of them are on TV um, there. But the one thing that they have in common is that they're all really good people and they're all having a crack. Yep. And I think that it's really good that if you've got good people around you that are having a crack in whatever they're doing and they're supportive, um, that is the first and foremost thing that we should all be focused on. And I think if you become that kind of person, you will attract that kind of person and you don't have to be disloyal to perhaps the people that you grew up with that aren't necessarily now heading in the direction of life that you want to go in. So true. Um, yeah. So I think that's a really important one. I think, um, for me, the greatest influences in my life have certainly, they all probably started from, from John McGrath. Um, and as a result of that, I've met Shane Smolin, who is a very close mate. He's a coach, he's a mentor, and he's a great friend. Um, and, you know, he, he grew a business uh, of 10 offices at McGrath, and he obviously sold the, those back to McGrath, and he's in developing now, and he does a lot of stuff. But you know, he, he, he's one of those people that he coached me and Kieran um, in the early days when we were agents. And um, he is a holistic coach. I look at people and I think, okay, how's, what's Shane's life look like? It looks unreal. You know, he's got the right balance between excellence in his work, uh, excellence in his family life. You know, he, he, he has a passion outside of the business in racing cars and he travels and he does all the things that I want to do. That's somebody I can learn from. I don't want to learn from somebody who's like 24 seven business or 24 seven family or 24. I want to like have, find somebody who can balance that out. So John McGrath, Shane Smolin, um, certainly Dr. Fred's had a massive impact. He, he works with my wife and I in our marriage, making sure that our family and, you know, our family life is, is, is close to 10 out of 10 as it can be. Sometimes I'm one out of 10 as a husband. Um, <laughs> other days I'm 10 out of 10 and, you know, probably average somewhere in between. But I think one of my other great mentors um, is a good friend of mine, Luke Gill and his, um, his dad, Pete Gill. And, you know, we asked him for a very successful guy. And he said, we said, what, you know, what's the best business advice you can give? And he said, work on your marriage. And at the time when he said that to me, I was a bit disappointed. I'm like, come on, give me something more than that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to make millions. Well, that's not going to help me. But um, as I get older, I realize that, you know, that's really important. If you haven't got yep. a great, I'm not a, I'm not the the world's greatest dad. I'm not the world's greatest husband, but I'm certainly having a crack in trying to be. And, um, you know, people like that, I've got lots of mentors that I go to for different things. Um, other, my, I belong to a boardroom group or if we fly to Melbourne, I'd meet with 14 other businesses, real estate businesses that have got, you know, $10 million plus turnover in multiple offices. Um, I meet with those guys. There's some fabulous mentors in amongst them. So I'm constantly looking for and surrounding myself with people that I like. I don't hang around with assholes. I don't like to hang around with, you know, people that aren't have the same value set that I do, but people that I can help and people that can help me, I'm always loving and, and whose company I enjoy. I'm looking to hang around those people as much as possible. Fantastic. Oh, words of wisdom right there. Um, Wow, where do we go from there? So uh, we, we talk about teams. I want to talk about teams for a minute. Now, mm -hmm. obviously, 75 staff across four offices, that's a good-sized team. What do you think makes up a championship team like yourself? And where do you find – where do you see other businesses fall short? Good question. 
I certainly don't think we've got it perfect. That's the first thing I should say. You know, we're, we're consistently working on it. In fact, because I lost those two people, we had a culture day yesterday uh, where I got everybody involved. So one of the things that I've always believed is, you know, and is a, is a brand is basically an experience. Um, sorry, what is it? Hang on, I've got to remember what it is now. I heard a great quote for a brand. A brand is a promise wrapped up in an experience. And so I've always believed that everybody in the team has is the brand ambassador. And so therefore everyone's important cog in the wheel. So yesterday we had a culture day where um, we sat down and there was some rumblings that, you know, things weren't what they used to be. You often hear um, as people get, you know, it's not like it used to be here. And yeah. I, I sometimes wonder if, if that's just a, you know, rose colored glasses looking back. Um, I'm sure we had problems when we started, but okay, well, what is it that we stand for and what are the values that we stand for and what do we represent? So I think that, um, we have found, I've found a couple of people just left recently that were not high performance people, beautiful people. I love them. I mean, they're the hardest people to sort of um, say goodbye to because you really like them as individuals, but they weren't high performance people and they weren't necessarily buying into that side of the culture. So they kind of managed themselves out. So I guess to answer your question, I think what works well and what we're right in the middle of um, focusing on now as a team is what we stand for and have we got the right people on the bus and are we sort of equally aligned and does everybody trust everybody and is everybody connected? I've got a really good friend of mine, Shane Smith, who's done seven tours of Afghanistan. He's the, he was the welfare officer. I think he's the general manager of football at the Cronulla Sharks. Um, huge, you know, huge influence on, on our team in as much as he just came in and gave a talk about the level of connection that they've got to have when you're in a group of four men that are out there um, and literally your lives depend on each other. Yeah. that you want to know everything about them. And I was fortunate enough to spend Anzac Day with those four guys. And, you know, it was a really amazing experience. And so that taught me a lesson of how much I need to connect with my people and, and, and understand and how much they need to connect with each other and trust. They can't like each other. We've got such a, a licorice all sorts in terms of, you know, gender, race, religion in our business, because that's the area in which we operate. And, but we can be connected by some commonality and we can be connected by some values and we can understand that the more, the more, and if we have an attitude of abundance that, you know, we've got seven or eight people in our business that ride in, in excess of a million. That didn't happen when we were a small business. That's happened as a result of the collective. So we understand if we, if we get people that think, oh, well, if somebody else comes on, I'm going to do worse. They're probably not the right people for our business. So true. So true. Obviously that stems from your style of leadership, how you, you lead the, the, the rest of the team. What, what are those leadership skills and where do you think other business owners fall, fall down on these leadership skills? It's hard to know what other people do wrong. Um, I do know what I'm good at. I'm good at being vulnerable. I'm good at um, not having all of the answers. I'm good at, um, explaining to people that I'm a human, but my most important um, quality is my intention for everyone in my business to have a win-win. So if we can all win, um, then we all win, you know, and, and that's the, the, the most important thing. There is no win-loss. Um, like I said to you before, I tried to stay connected to people. I don't always succeed at that. You know, there are times where people say, when we opened our second office, as an example, um, I had a meeting with one of the most, our, you know, most senior agent at the time. And he said to me, look, we feel like you've just orphaned us. We feel like we're just not important anymore. And I took that if, you know, my first instinct was I'm offended by that and I'm sad and you know, that's not fair. 
Uh, and then I took a breath and realized, okay, if that's their perception, then that's their reality. And I need to fix that. So I have made so many mistakes and I am such an imperfect human being, but I'm happy to tell people that I'm happy to share that with people. And I know I do a lot really well. And, um, so therefore people will allow me to, to have mistakes. And I think perhaps other, you know, maybe other business owners don't connect with their people, are not vulnerable enough. Um, it's my way or the highway. Maybe, I don't know whether that's old fashioned and that doesn't happen anymore, but people who have come here have felt like that they are, that they are connected, that they are supported. And I think they're two really important, um, you know, sort of things that we try to, um, have the, have the people feel when they're working here. I think that vulnerability, as you mentioned, has a massive impact on that connection because, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, as a leading from the front, you know, you being vulnerable as the, you know, the, I guess the guiding light allows then other people to be vulnerable as well, which, which also then allows them to connect and to really build those relationships internally. So, which is, which is a great skill and a great characteristics to have. So well done on that. Well done. That's, that's amazing. Uh, if you were to give, thank you. I think one, actually one other thing I was going to add, James, I reckon it's really important to make it safe in terms of the vulnerability. It's really important to make it safe for people to make mistakes as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we probably got a couple of people that like to cover their backsides, but I think vast majority of the 75 people, um, are own, owning their issues and on the premise that they're not going to get, um, you know, you know, get a spanking for, for making yeah. an error and it's like, but okay, here's the solution and here's how we move forward. And this is the best way forward. And I think that's part of the vulnerability. I think really important to add that in. I think a lot of people have felt when they've started here, they go, wow, you know, like they realize that they, uh, it's okay to talk about their errors and their mistakes because I, I, I do yep. and B um, and as we, we have it as a, a, a different viewpoint that it's a learning experience rather than a you're, you're not good enough experience. Fantastic. So if you were to give three pieces of advice to, to those out there wanting to lead and grow their business, what would those three pieces of advice be? We probably covered them off. I think, you know, um, first and foremost, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you and that can help you in areas. We've all got our areas of genius and um, I go looking for a genius in, in each individual that I meet and trying to figure out, okay, can I apply that or not? Um, so yeah, the people that you surround yourself with, the people that you hang hang around with, the expectations that they have, like, what are you, what are you, what, somebody's idea of good money, um, somebody's idea of being a good father, somebody's idea of being a contributor to the community, they can vary so wildly, and it's like, it's it's so important who you hang around with in terms of what you're going to judge is 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 worthwhile. Um, so that would be one. Um, two is yeah, just you know, I'm certainly not the smartest, like um, I'm you know, blessed with a lot of common sense, but, um, I, I never think I'm the smartest. So I think the ability to be able to, I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek's. I'm sure you've, oh, love um, him. you know, he's a legend, right? So I, I'm, I'm always blown away when I listen to him. I try to follow, for an example, when we have a, a team meeting, um, I didn't do such a good job of this yesterday, but there are other times where I do a great job of it and I make sure that I'm the last person to speak and, you know, get the, get the feedback and sit in a room and everyone's equal everyone's considered equal. When we have a team goal here, um, everyone from the team goes and that's, you know, and, and that gives us great press. The front uh, office receptionist, um, you know, if we, we took everyone to Melbourne, we had 70 people fly to Melbourne. Uh, everybody was part of that. And 
you know, they, they, they feel connected when we're working typically in real estate, you know, most agents would, would recognize September, October, November, um, December can be quite hard. We have a real team focus in that around goals and where we want to, how much growth we want to have. And if we hit the growth targets, we, we travel in. It's just important that everybody understands how important they are, every, every cog in the wheel, um, because it only takes one person to ruin a customer's experience. I think the last thing that I would say is, and this is the thing as an industry we're faced with, and this is the thing that I'm really sort of shifted my focus to in the last six months is how we become more relevant to the customer and um, the customer pain and taking away the customer pain points. I've kind of come to the conclusion that, people actually don't want to use real estate agents. Like they really don't. We actually understand that they would prefer not to. And really all they want to do is be in a new place, be in a new home and get on with their lives. That's really all they want to do. So if we can figure out ways that are purely driven to assist that and make that easier, then we're going to stay relevant as an industry. Forget about having competitors from other brands. We're going to have competitors from outside. And, um, but also we are going to remain relevant for a long, long time. So they're probably three of the things that I would say of, of I'm focused on at the moment. Fantastic. So what's, uh, what's coming up into the future and how can uh, the audience get in touch to, to find out more information? Yep. Um, so for us, we, we just opened a project uh, marketing team. That's, that's very much an uh, important part of our growth. Um, our property management team are flying, you know, we've got, we're just up to a thousand properties uh, pretty much organically grown over the last 10 years, which we're, we're wow. proud of. Um, and so for us, it's probably a matter now for, I think it's, you look at the seasons of business and the seasons of markets and we're probably in autumn heading into winter, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is a normal market and it's all about your mindset, but it's been a really good time for us to consolidate and refocus and work on the quality of our work Um and really get back to um, our, our core values and what's going to drive us and then find some ways to, to offer better solutions to customers. So all of that is a kind of a focus for the next two or three years, I think, um, just how we do better business and how we remain relevant. That's, that's probably the focus for us in terms of getting in touch. I mean, I'm, I'm always happy to, I love, I've always had, you know, catch ups with people, uh, coffees, um, and I've always been fortunate enough to be um, able to go and have those with some great people, and, and obviously, uh, always happy for for people to make contact with me. So yeah, you can. We've got a a website, uh, McGrath SBRS, which stands for St George, St Susie, uh, Brighton, and Roosby. So McGrathSBRS.com.au is details on there, and you can look me up on the McGrath website as well. Just uh, search agent Matthew King and you'll find me So I've, you know, be more than delighted to help people. If they've got any career advice, career advice they're looking for any business advice, uh, if they're looking for property, um, obviously if they want to sell a property. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, I'm available to, uh, to assist. That's for sure. Fantastic. Matthew King from McGrath. Really appreciate your time, your wisdom and your expertise this afternoon. Oh, absolute pleasure. Cheers, James. Thank you.